podcasting for my sex writing cave, where all the smut happens in real life and my head are on paper, this is the Smut Lancer Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. I'm your host and fellow Smut Lancer, Kayla Lords. Welcome to episode 36. This week, let's talk about helping each other out and letting others help us. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer Podcast is produced every Wednesday and show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thesmutlancer. This week's episode is brought to you by QuickBooks Self-Employed. Want to have a better way to keep track of all your income? Do you need help keeping track of how much you owe in taxes? Are you looking forward to the day when you make enough to even need to keep up with your taxes? I use QuickBooks Self-Employed for all that and more. It's an invoicing system, a reporting tool, and a great way to keep up with receipts and payments. I use it to figure out how much I've made for the year, to project how much I will make, to keep track of my expenses, and to pay my taxes. Even if you don't need to do all of that yet, it's great just for tracking your income, no matter how big or small. If you use my special link, you'll save 50% off the total cost for a full year. That means you can get access for as low as $5 a month for a year. Just go to bit.ly slash smutlancer. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash smutlancer, bit.ly slash smutlancer, or just use the link in the show notes. So I am recording this episode on October 31st. Happy Halloween for anybody who um, is into that kind of thing. I am not for various reasons. This, we don't have the kind of time for me to go into a rant about how I feel about Halloween. Needless to say, Halloween's never done anything to me. It's just not my favorite day. Um, so I am not uh, dressed in anything remotely Halloween-ish. I'm not even going to eat candy. Uh I'm working, quite frankly, right now. Um, Normally, the end of the month is um, a quiet time for me as I gear up for the beginning of the next month, and this month is not like that. So if I also sound tired to you or cranky, that's why. Um, Worked some extra long days. I've got to finish up today if I want to justify billing what I want to bill for this month. It's, you know, it's the smut lancer life, Um, working for clients. But I do want to take a quick moment to talk about something that I have greatly benefited from many times the whole time I've been a sex blogger for sure but certainly in the past year or two when I've focused on trying to create more professional websites or um, be part of the community in a more active way and that is the help that I have gotten the people who Um, I've gotten to know that I've come to trust over time. We'll reach out and say, hey, did you see this? Hey, did you know this is happening? Um, And I think part of what makes the sex blogging, sex writing, creative community so great is that it is by and large a supportive community. Does everybody like everybody? Of course not, we're people, okay? Uh, We're not all supposed to get along. We don't all have to get along. Um, We don't all have to help each other. We don't, it's not like some sort of requirement. Um, But I have just been a a recipient of it and I've witnessed it so many times over the past, even right now, over the past several weeks that I sort of felt like, let's talk about this real quick. Um, Help comes in all different ways and sometimes it doesn't feel like help when when it's happening. So sometimes it comes from ideas and advice. Um, When I started uh, doing... um, uh, roundups for Masturbation Monday, where I was reaching out to other bloggers. Um, Molly Moore gave me an idea of how to sort of streamline that. When I started, let's go back to Masturbation Monday, when I started um, requesting image prompts from bloggers who take 
sexy smutty pictures of themselves she gave me another good idea um when there's been a problem maybe with a website and i wasn't aware of it it's usually somebody within my community whether as a user or just somebody who's out there doing the same thing i'm doing that lets me know um and so yeah i personally have benefited from people coming to me and saying hey have you thought about this or hey did you know that um, and in return, I've tried to do that for other people. I tend to not pay as much attention as I would like. So sometimes I miss stuff and I always feel bad when that happens. Um, but I do try to do that. So um, this comes from a, a perspective of of mostly receiving, but it even when maybe in the moment it didn't feel very helpful or, I, you know, I, I got defensive or I didn't love hearing something, um, it most of the time it came to me from uh, the person was trying to be generous of spirit. They were trying to say, hey, there's this thing you might need to know about it. Or, hey, you're doing this a certain way. And I had a thought. Um, now, when you are in a position where you can give that advice, if you are highly empathetic, where, and many of us are, if you were working in a creative field, you tend to be, not everybody, of course, but you tend to be pretty empathetic. It's part of being creative. It's part of being able to create entire worlds out of nothing. You have to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and imagine how they might feel, or when faced with how somebody else feels, be very sort of understanding of that. Um, and so that is usually what stops us from giving advice. I had somebody reach out by email with some topic ideas for the Smut Lancer, and the ideas were great and I really appreciate them because anybody who's creating content knows sometimes the well runs dry and the inspiration is not there. And I will go, I use all my own tips and tricks and I'll go through my list of ideas and go, oh, none of these are speaking to me. So when I get an email from somebody and they're like, hey, I've got some ideas, Do you, you know, if it's okay with you, right? This person's highly empathetic as well. And so they're, one of their first sentences was, I hope this doesn't offend you. No, no, please, you know, it's it's great to get ideas. It's not great to be inundated with ideas from all quarters all the time. That's just overwhelming. It's not the ideas that are the problem. It's not the helpfulness of other people that's the problem. It's just the sheer quantity that becomes a little bit much. But when we do that organically, when we see a thing, we have a thought, we reach out to somebody else that we hope we can do that to, we are helping each other. We are benefiting from that in some way. We're fostering stronger relationships and growing our community and getting to know people. Um, and I think that this willingness to help, and sometimes that help is corrective in nature, and sometimes it's it's inspirational, and sometimes it's just, hey, how do you do this thing? Oh, that's how you do that thing. Okay, great. Uh, whatever way the help is, it's, I think, something that we need to maybe be a little less afraid of doing, which I don't really think is the big problem, but really receiving. Um, because the way I look at it is as a community, we kind of all rise together. You know, if something's a problem and we can help somebody in a kind, decent way, um, be better at what we do, then it helps us all in the long run. Now, um, <laughs> that doesn't mean because you want to help somebody that they're going to respond to it very well. There have been times and I, I always get very, this very nervous feeling in my stomach when I have to do it. If I'm reading content that somebody knows I'm going to be reading, meaning they've either sent me the link or they have participated in a thing that I am, you know, a part of and they, it's, they know at bare minimum, my eyes are going to be on it. And maybe they've, especially if they've asked me to read it, I still get kind of a 
weird feeling in my stomach if my critique of it is, hmm, that's a problem. And it happens, especially since I live and breathe the BDSM stuff. So um, I might read a piece of content where consent is questionable and there's nothing there that indicates that this is fantasy or um, there's consent implied. It's just, here's this thing that happened. And the person is very excited that they wrote it and they were acting on a fantasy or they were just you letting their imagination go. And in their mind, they're like, of course there's consent because I wrote this thing and I understand the importance of consent. And here I come and I'm reading it and I go, oh, oh, this, oh, I'm glad I know this person, but I, I, I think I know what their intention is. And so I have left those comments or I have contacted people and said, uh, is that, mm, is that what you intended? Because I'm just, from a reader perspective, that seems problematic. Now, there are a lot of reactions you can have to that. Somebody out there is going to hear me say something like that and think, well, who the fuck are you to tell somebody that they have questionable consent in their erotica, right? Well, I'm a reader who lives and breathes BDSM, and so I have an opinion. In those cases, those links were sent directly to me, and so therefore my response was solicited. In those cases, I really don't, I might feel weird helping in that way, but I feel less weird because it was asked for. Um, so those are the times. Then there are times when, mm, did you credit that picture? Did you steal that picture? I've seen that. I've seen that for years. I probably have been, even though I tried to work around it and not be so bad, I've probably been guilty of it myself. I think all newer bloggers, if you don't understand how the online world works, we pick up photos from one place, plop them in our blog post, don't link, don't credit, don't ask permission, don't do anything. And we're like, what? I found it on the internet. Um, and that is um, something I'm seeing more and more experienced bloggers helping and advising on as well. Um, and some of those things sound like criticism. Sometimes what's happened is you've done something wrong and another person is saying, hmm, you're doing this thing wrong. And it's, I think, a very natural uh, reaction to get defensive, to get mad, to feel like we've been, we're being called out. And uh, anybody who knows me and has been around the Smut Lancer world for any amount of time knows I'm not good with call outs. I understand that they have their place. Um, they, I, I'm not one to do that. And that's not what I'm talking about. But the the reaching out one on one and saying, hey, did you know this might be a problem? Um, people can still get really upset about that. And that is a very natural reaction, which is why a lot of people don't say something when they see something, when they see something that you're like, I know that's not right. Uh, how do I approach that? What do I do about it? Um, and we can't control how anybody reacts when we are trying to be helpful, when we see a problem and we want to help somebody solve it. And sometimes a problem is, hey, there's a better way you could do this. There's a more efficient way. That's a lot of the advice I've gotten. Sometimes it's, oh no, you are doing something that is questionable with consent or sex education or sex positivity or body positivity, or the, the sort of the credos that we as a community in general try to follow. Um, so, you know, take the term problem in a broad, broad stroke there. That can be all kinds of things. But even when it's an innocent thing, we're not telling somebody, oh, I think you're doing this wrong. It could be we come to somebody and go, you know, I think there's another way to do this. Um, we can't control how anybody reacts. And you yourself might not have a good positive reaction when you get that kind of uh, message or somebody reaches out to you. I will fully admit 
over the years, the longer you create content online and the more you put yourself out there, the more opportunities people will take to tell you what they think about what you're doing. <laughs> it's just the nature of it. I've been very fortunate, knock on wood, that most of that feedback has been positive, even when somebody's had a suggestion about how it could be done different. 99% of the time it's been very positive, uh, but sometimes it's not. And even that, even knowing how I feel about it, um, receiving or giving uh, any amount of advice, even even I sometimes have a not so great initial reaction. Or maybe I'm tired, maybe I'm overwhelmed, maybe I read something in the tone of the message, which is natural and we all do it, but that says more about us than it does about the other person most of the time, okay? Um, so when you, receive this kind of feedback, um, whether it's because you it's being pointed out that you're doing something that's not technically correct and it's a problem and not a problem for that other person, but it's a potential problem for you. So here, let me make sure you know about it so you can correct it so you can avoid these problems. That's usually where most of that um, advice comes from. Or it's a, hey, I'm trying to use your site. I'm trying to do a thing on your site and the way you have this set up is a problem. I just want to throw out a suggestion for you, right? Um, however the advice is coming, it's it. there's a few things here. One, it is best when we can to assume that the other person has the best intentions possible. If we automatically assume the worst, goes back to what I said a minute ago, that says more about you than about them. And this is natural. I have it happen to me all the time. Somebody will send me something and my first reaction is, oh my God, I suck. I suck so much. Oh, what am I doing? I should never blog again. Like I have that reaction. I know other people have that reaction. That is about your anxieties, your fears, your imposter syndrome, as long as with the caveat that the um, advice or critique or whatever given was polite, was professional, was they were not being an asshole, you know, by email. If they were being awful to you, then no, 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 no. If you're having a bad reaction, that's on them. They were awful to you. They said awful things. They were very rude, whatever. But if it's more of a, hey, you might not know this. And I saw this on your site and I wanted to let you know, and I hope it's okay. And, you know, whatever. When it's that kind of message, that very earnest, I'm just trying to tell you something, please don't freak out and don't be mad kind of thing. When you have the negative reaction, many times that's that's about your insecurities, okay? So you probably can't help those feelings. I can't help those feelings myself. You kind of have to sit with them for a minute. What I tend to do is to mark that message as unread or, or try to remember that it's there depending on uh, where I got it and walk away from it and come back when I'm feeling better, when I know it's there, so it's not like a bomb waiting to go off in my email, um, but I'm in a better mental space to look at it. So I can hopefully look at it objectively and say, self, do you want to act on this feedback? Does this feedback mean anything to you? That's the other part of this. While I think that it's okay when done in the correct way and with the best intentions and with all the caveats of, you know, I hope, I'm, I hope you're not mad at me for this kind of thing. Um, I think it's okay to try to help each other out and to, to point out, you know, where there might be problems. There is no requirement that just because somebody, even somebody you respect, gave you feedback, that you have to take it. I have been told all kinds of things about my podcast that I, the moment I looked at them, I went, but if I did that, I wouldn't be happy with what I'm creating. You might be happier, 
but you're one person and I'm the one that has to live with this. So there's no rule that says just because you get advice unsolicited or likewise or feedback that you have to act on it, okay? Um, I don't want anybody to walk away from this episode thinking that I think that just because we're all thrown out advice um, that we all have to follow it. Hell no. What I, what I want all of us to sort of walk away from this discussion with is that is a feeling of the person who provided the feedback probably had really good intentions and that we need to, if we see a problem, whether it's a problem that would be bad for the community or is just really bad for the person, maybe it's their website, maybe it's a, a way they wrote something because they didn't know any better. Um, uh, there's a better way to say something. There's a way to be more inclusive, whatever it might be. And we care and we want them to do better. We see a lot of things on the internet that we do not care about. We look over and go, oh God, that's trash. And we move on. But when it's somebody that you have been following, it's somebody that you um, read their blog, it's somebody that you interact with and you see something problematic, that's a moment, if it's right for you, to maybe say something in the most polite, the most honest, the most empathetic, the kindest way you can, because then we are making each other better. This is not running around giving unsolicited advice about how you think the blogging world should look. I don't even do that. And I write a whole damn website about <laughs> a sex blog. Um, it's, it's about helping each other so that we can rise together as a community. But when that feedback comes in, it's then on the person who receives it, whether that's you or the person you sent your feedback to, to decide whether they're going to take it or not. I have seen that work in really positive ways. Recently, somebody whom I adore, I have met them in real life and I think they're genuinely a good person, made a poor choice of words on social media and got called out immediately, swiftly and very firmly for it. And I wasn't sure what would happen next. I was watching it going, oh gosh, I really respect the person who uh, gave that feedback. And that was very, I agree with that feedback, but I also know this person and I think I know what they meant, but I know that that might not have been the right way to say it. Hmm. And I'm watching this whole thing play out in front of my very eyes. And thankfully that person was the person I thought them to be, the, the stand-up person who is really, truly trying and just kind of fucked up right there. And they handled it with grace and they apologized, no excuses, will do better, shouldn't have done it in the first place. It was like an actual good apology. You know, we, all, we see all those awful apologies online. This one was a good one. And then it worked. You know, feedback immediately given, explained why this was wrong, why this was problematic, don't do that again. And then the response was, I hear you, I see you, I agree with you, I apologize, won't do this again to anybody. I totally get where you're coming from. That's an example of how it can absolutely work in a very public setting. Um, and it's one of those moments where it's not just somebody walking around being kind of douchey and just throwing out what they think other people should do. It is a direct response to a thing that happened that could have been handled in a different, better more positive way, right? So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I do not mean that we should all be running around telling everybody how we think they should do shit. I do think that when we see something that we are concerned about or that we want to make better or that we want to be helpful for uh, and, and with, and words are hard, so my grammar's out the window, sorry y'all. Um, those kinds of things, that's when I think it's it's okay to 
put yourself out there and insert yourself in the conversation. In another way that I've seen it, I uh, was reading a blog post that came through uh, Masturbation Monday ages ago. And the story is a little fictional story. It was very good, it was kinky. Um, if I assumed that I knew what the author meant when they did it, I was like, oh, that's, a, that's kind of an interesting uh, consensual, non-consent kind of story. Except nowhere in that story did they explain that it was consensual, non-consent. After getting feedback from bloggers and kinksters and bloggers who are kinksters about, hmm, is this what you meant? That person went back and added a statement at the beginning that this is fantasy and I, you know, there's elements of this here. And just so you know, and that in not everybody will agree with me on this, but in my opinion, that's the responsible thing to do because from the outside looking in of anything kinky, if you don't know the context, it can look differently than you imagine it to be. And as when we write, we write knowing all of the context, but sometimes we forget to let the audience know. So that's another example of saw something that mm, wasn't quite great, handled in a professional, respectful, empathetic manner. And in that case, that blogger took that feedback and did something with it. Uh, in my own life, uh, with Loving BDSM Podcasts, we're at 150 plus episodes as of the recording of this particular podcast. We went through the first 50, 53, like basically a year of podcasting where I would have a script or I would have uh, notes to follow, but we'd turn on the mic and I'd start talking and I'd go off track. And I do, y'all have heard me do it here. I've gotten a lot better over the years, but I'll go off on a tangent, get completely off topic and try to come back. And I had a listener who reached out and said, I love your tangents, but they are also distracting because sometimes you forget where you were and sometimes I forget what you were talking about and I can't keep up with the thread of the conversation. Now, my anxious self, because I was in the middle of a lot of anxiety at the time, hated that, hated it because the way I interpreted that was, oh my gosh, you're failing as a podcaster, you suck, turn off the microphone, never record your voice again. Thankfully, I didn't let anxiety win and I sat with that message and I let it sit there and I didn't do anything with it. And I came back, like I said earlier, I came back when I was in a different mental space and I read it again from a different perspective where I was calm and I wasn't feeling all anxious about how much I think I might suck at this and all of that. And I went, oh gosh, that person is so right. And I do do that. And I don't like that I go off on these tangents because I do lose the thread of what I'm trying to say. For the record, after 150 plus episodes of that podcast, I can still go off on a tangent and lose the thread of what I was trying to say, but it's very rare now. <laughs> so no call outs on that. I know I still do it sometimes. But what happened, I took that feedback and I said, how, how can I do this? Because I want to be able to talk about these other things, but I want to stay on topic. And from that point, and I think a listener told me it was like episode 53 or episode 54, the bonus section of the Loving BDSM podcast was started and it was created and it actually has its own community of, of people that we call them crickets. And that's a whole long story. We can talk about that another day. But I took that feedback and I incorporated it and a whole new way of doing a podcast and creating content and reaching the audience was born that created its own little like sub community within the community of listeners. And it's that little bonus section, that little change. One makes for a better podcast for like the first 45 minutes to an hour. We're actually on track and on topic. And then it has added an element of connection to other listeners. That's been really powerful. So that feedback meant to help that one person who was like, wanting to like the show and was struggling, right? That 
created something much bigger and much more powerful that I could never have anticipated. But part of it was I had to look at that feedback, read that feedback, take it in and go, you know, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think that that's a problem I need to correct and then find my own solution for it. I've gotten feedback that I have promptly ignored that I have fucking deleted. Hell yeah. Every time somebody wants to troll the website and say about, talk about how, you know, you're not really a sub or actually this is abuse or you should stop doing this. Or, and it's about personal things that they don't know me and they aren't, I don't know them and they're just talking out of their ass. Yeah. I don't have to listen to that. None of us have to listen to that. Sometimes we're forced to listen to that, but the moment you can hit delete or block or mute or whatever you need to do, do it. We don't have to take all advice given. We have to remember when we give feedback to somebody else, even if what we're seeing is something we feel is really a problem, like we're really upset about it, that other person doesn't have to do what we say. What we then have to decide if we give feedback and it comes from this honest place of true concern, wanting them to be better at what they do, it's a, a philosophy we believe in and they don't take the advice, then it's on us to decide what we're going to do with that. Are we going to keep following them? Are we going to move on and not follow them anymore? What, what are we going to do? And there's no right answer. I'm not giving you answers. I can't answer that because it depends on the situation. It depends on the context. It depends on their reaction. Going back to the social media conversation where a friend of mine rightly got called out very quickly, very politely. It wasn't this like scathing thing, but it was very firm and very, very clear. Um, had they had a bad reaction, I would have had to rethink how I would have, would I continue following them? Would I have said something to them? Um, I am non-confrontational. I've mentioned that every chance I get. Um, so I was hoping it could be handled in the way it ended up being handled. So I wouldn't have to say anything, but I also then would have to decide, what am I gonna do about this? How How's this gonna go? That person could have decided that they didn't care what the person giving them uh, strict, stern feedback was saying and could have gone on and done whatever they wanted. But there, we have freedom of choice, but we are not free from consequence either. So that's the other side of it. Um, when you see something and you try to help, and if somebody rejects it or they ignore it or whatever happens, then you decide how important was it? Was it just a thing, a stylistic thing? Or a, hey, I, I had a suggestion for how this would help you and it doesn't matter to you personally what they do, then maybe nothing changes. Was it a question of, you're doing things that are problematic in the community, well, then you have to decide. Do you keep following them? Do you keep supporting them? Do you ignore them? Do you block them? Do you, what do you do? And that's a choice that we can only make for ourselves. I'm not quite sure what my total point is for this episode because I'll be perfectly honest, I'm very, very tired. <laughs> I've done that before. I've, I know I've recorded at least one episode where I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Um, but I guess I want to put out there that not all feedback is bad. Not all feedback is um, unwanted. Not all feedback is wanted and not all feedback is even necessary. Um, that's a choice only we can make. And I think that being judicious in that and not running around sort of willy nilly just telling everybody everything that we think they ought to do is probably best. I think it's best sometimes to let people ask. Um, but sometimes if you get to know, especially when you get to know somebody, you've been following them for a while, you've been reading their content, you've been interacting on social media, you feel like you have a connection. You feel like, hey, in, a, in, in some way in, in the Twitterverse, we're friends, you know, in the, the world of 
social media, we're social media friends and, and maybe I can say something. I think it's important. I think it's important if, it's also important if you feel you might be a leader within the community or want to be seen as a leader or aspire to leadership to sometimes say things. I think it has to, you have to be very careful with it. I think it's very easy for people to let that kind of thing go to their head and just, you know, think they can dictate what the rest of us do. And that's not true either. Um, but, you know, I think we need to, to everything, it's all nuanced and everything's unique and everything's individualized. So every piece of feedback you get, you have to weigh, you have to decide, how do I feel about this? What, where's this coming from? How do I feel about the person who, who sent it, sent it to me? I mean, there are people that if they send me feedback and they send me advice on something they see that I'm doing, but maybe they have an idea for a way to make it better, more efficient for me or better for the user or whatever. There are certain people that I have to stop myself from just automatically doing what they tell me to do because I respect them that much. I feel like it's automatically coming from a good place and it's automatically, you know, credible information. I have to actually go, whoa, 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 actually use your own brain, Kayla, and decide how you feel about this. Is this something you really want to do? And then there are some people that they tell me what they think and I, I just laugh. Like it doesn't even touch me. Like it's so, the person is so problematic or so random or the quote feedback, air quotes around that word is just ridiculous. It's it's a troll. It's a person who found me randomly and thought they were gonna you know tell me what to do with my life kind of thing that I can laugh it off. And then there's that gray area in the middle where it's those of us who are just interacting with each other in the community, trying to, to grow together, trying to be the best we can be. And sometimes we see things and sometimes we have ideas and sometimes people who we think are probably decent people do things that don't seem very decent and we have to decide what to do and you can only do what's right for you. But I think there's room for giving and accepting a little bit more feedback when the intentions behind it are good, when the delivery is respectful and empathetic um, and when it's meant to help. So yeah, that's, I think that's it. Thanks for listening to the Smart Lancer podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard and it wasn't completely rambly, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great info at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow The Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm at The Smut Lancer in all three places. Feel free to reach out there or by email at Kayla at thesmutlancer.com with questions or topic suggestions. Thanks for listening and let's do this again next week.